Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A Silly Dude Production. Hello, happy Tuesday. It's time for They Talk A Good Game. It's episode three. Um, we're loving it so far. I can't believe three episodes. It feels like a milestone. I know, right? Harvey, More than us. My co-host Harvey joins me. I'm lucky, by the way. My God, what a great intro. <laughs> what a great what intro. What a great intro. They're getting better and better. Yeah, I'm, uh, clear- we're clearly uh, becoming pros. Um, <laughs> Harvey, uh, you look a little bit Sad this morning. Could you uh, could you explain why 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 so down? Um, yeah, I'm not really over the weekend yet. Well, what happened on the weekend? I think I think you know what happened on the weekend. Manly oh. put in their worst performance of the year, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> isn't great. Well, you got to get them out of the way early. Exactly, you got to get them exactly. out of the way early. We're actually starting from the bottom, mm. so that you know we have a big swing on an upward trajectory all year. Mm. For those that are still catching up, to where we're at. Um, Yesterday in NRL trial match at Leichhardt Oval, the West Tigers, my West Tigers, sorry if you're a new listener, my West Tigers, played against Harvey's Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. And Our B team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. There was some A graders. That Brad Parker was out there. He was. He Moses was. Sully was out there. Marty Tapau was out there. Yeah, captaining the side. Seemed like you had all, all the right parts in place. Josh Schuster, the guy you've been talking up. He was our man of the match. <laughs> Okay. Set up to <laughs> scored his own. He was good. He was very good. He was very good. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get past the Tigers uh, running away 52 to 18. I was very impressed, I must say. I'll, I'll take my hat off to you. Yeah, I think it was 18. 18. We'll say that. We'll go with 18. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm on cloud nine, as Tigers fans always are when we win trial matches. You know, I'm booking my grand final tickets. Um, I think Dane Laurie probably going to win the Dallium medal. Um, you know, out of nowhere, young and it's kid. It's a big shout. Yep, new but off, off yesterday's performance. I James Tarmel's probably going to captain of the year. Uh, Michael Maguire, coach of the year. Um, rookie gonna, of the year. Rookie of the year. Dane Laurie again. Dane Laurie again. <laughs> He's going to get both. Go, uh, oh, and James Tarmel, veteran of the year. You know, oh, yeah. in our yep. new award system. Uh, Absolutely, our, our new awards that we're creating here on the podcast. Um, which actually we've had quite a good, good, good bit of response. Yeah, on social sure. media through throughout the week. Benny um, Turbo, he's Benny Turbo, Ben Trebojevic, mm. younger brother of Jake and Tom, lifting up their name for the family of the year. He scored a good try. He scored a good try off of Josh Schuster's left shoulder. That's um, that's got to be for a Manly fan. 
uh, to see two young kids, juniors of the club, especially one who's, you know, the brother of two of your greatest players. It's yeah, got to legends. be pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I mean, hopefully they'll combine for a long time to come. Yeah. Talking about combining for a long time to come, did you look on the right edge of the Tigers and see James Roberts, Jimmy the Jet, fastest man in the game almost? Uh, almost. There, there were, thereabouts. Uh, <laughs> with, linking up with David Nofaluma. Yeah, they were lethal. They were actually really, really good. Puts a smile on any Tigers fan's face. It's just, as Noffa has been so loyal to this club, he's never played finals. He's been playing for about 10 years. He's never played finals in his whole career. That's sad. He deserves and, more. Well, what he deserves is a good centre. He's played, no disrespect to these to the, <laughs> to the past centres of the Tigers. Noffa's played with a lot of shit centres yeah, in yeah. his career. And as a winger, if you've got a shit centre inside you, there's just no, you know, you're not getting the service. You're not, unless you're getting a decent cutout from your star halfback. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just excited. I hope, I hope Robert stays fit. I hope Noffa stays fit because could be lethal. Yeah, yeah. I think for you, like as a Tigers fan, lots of your new recruits were some of your best players out there. Yeah. It's exciting times. You've, you've done well in the off season. Yeah. Well, Dane Laurie, James Tarmel, James Roberts, almost the th- my three favourites. And ja- for James Tarmel, it was not, I mean, on field, he was getting involved. He was in everything. He was high energy. But off field, he was, he came off the bench as, you know, prop, as a prop captain. You're not playing 80 minutes, but he came onto the bench. He didn't just sit down and, Taken the game, he was like we we were sta- we were sitting almost just behind the Tigers mm. bench, and he was standing watching every play. He was trying to just in- get involved, just influence the game with his body language, and it's so refreshing to see. Yeah, it's really nice. Fans. He didn't he didn't relax at all, being a trial match or anything. He took it hundred yeah. percent serious, and he was lifting everyone around him. You know, yeah, he's setting the standard pretty high. Yeah. Um, a big weekend for trial matches. Obviously, you know, we weren't able to catch all of them, but another highlight I think was Charity Shield and um, just seeing like Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell link up for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, they're, they're going to be lethal this year. Rabbitohs, yeah. again, putting in another strong performance. It's Latrell Mitchell. He's looking like a fullback. He is. He's looking like he a is. really dangerous fullback. I think he's always been one in his mind, but he's, you know, his body's caught up to him and he's, it's, yeah, he's it's, got the skill set now. <laughs> It's every non-Rabbitohs fan's worst nightmare is Latrell. <laughs> it looks like he's going to have a good year. I'm excited. Yeah, dangerous. Excited for him. <laughs> I saw um, Tedesco had a kick. For the Roosters? Yeah, goal yeah. kicking. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think they've got a recognised goal kicker in the side. Takiaho's kicked a bit, but obviously he doesn't play 80 minutes. But yeah. since mm-hmm. they lost Flanagan last year. Right, Flanagan was kicking for the Yeah, yeah, year. so Tedesco's stepping up. He can do it all. Yeah. He can do it all. Well, <laughs> well, he can't really kick that well. I think he missed his shot, but... I, yeah, it's uh, wow. He really is going to be ticking every box, and he could, he could be captaining the club as well. Yeah, I think so. Boyd Cordner out for most of the early season. Jake Friend's still there. Oh yeah, true. He's Jake, I forgot the Jake Friend. Tedesco's got to be him or Carey, is it? Tedesco filled in for a little bit at the end of last year, so yeah, might... and he's vice captain of New South Wales as well. He's vice of New South Wales. So he's got the leadership potential. Yeah, freaking exciting to see. Um, do you miss him or do you prefer Dane Laurie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> James who? We've got, we've got Dane Laurie. <laughs> this young kid from Panthers. He's just, oh, I'm, I'm in love with him already. Two tries yesterday in the trial. He looks set to start with the number one for the Tigers. Uh, yeah, no, nah, 
you, Roosters can have Tedesco. <laughs> Roosters can have him. Even if that's they, the first time I've heard you say that. They can, they can have him. We've got Dane Laurie. Remember the name? Dane yeah, Laurie. I won't forget it. Recapping some of the stuff that happened on the podcast for us last week. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we're, we're trying to start our own NRL awards, okay? Mm. And throughout the week, we had a lot of cool suggestions. Last week, we were suggesting stuff like veteran of the year as opposed to rookie of the year and best hair. People love the best yeah, hair. Yeah, best haircut. Um, we had some suggestions for most, um, what was it? Most, it was like most penalties given away or something. Yeah, or like, best ref we had. Yeah, best ref. Uh, some people, yeah, suggesting some very funny stuff. So keep suggesting it on our Instagram at they talk a good game. Um, and we hope to hear more from you. And also coming up on the show today, it's very exciting. It's the first ever guest that we're ever going to have, we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you may have heard of Michael Nolan. I've heard of him. <laughs> Does that name not ring a bell for you? Oh, well, well, if it doesn't, Michael Nolan is actually a very good friend of Harvey and myself. And he, friend of the podcast. Friend of, a friend of the podcast. And he has been doing a physiotherapy like internship placement, yeah, placement. Um, at the Canberra Raiders for the last six weeks. And he's been on the inner circle. He's been rubbing shoulders with Ricky Stewart. Josh Parley. Parley. Yeah. Parley. Uh, That's a big one. I want to find out how big the Parley is in yeah, real Jack life. Jack Whiten. Uh, Jared Croker, Charles Nickel Clockstad, all the English boys. Yes, yeah, so we're going to get the inside scoop. We're very excited to talk to Michael. Um, he has warned us, though, there is some stuff we can't ask him, like uh, lengths of injuries and, and, and stuff like that. But all the important stuff, like like how big is Papali in how real life? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Um, we're going to be asking him that. We're going to be putting, putting those questions to him. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Coming up on the show. We're very excited. Harvey, Lockie. There's in the NRL. There's it feels like every year there's new rule changes. There's new stuff coming in. There's like there's different play the ball rules. They move. They change how many refs are on the field. Yeah, yeah. They're constantly tinkering with the game. Sometimes you know. Sometimes it's a really good thing and improves the speed and the flow of the game. Sometimes I feel like they can get a bit too involved. Yeah. Um. But it's just got me. It's got me thinking recently about all sorts of sports and about rule changes that I feel like can be made in other sports that maybe uh, don't change their rules as much as rugby league. Maybe if there was just one thing they did that could, that could really, in my opinion, improve the game. Yeah. And this is one that I want to bring up first that came to me a couple of weeks ago watching the Australian Open. Um, it was during one of Djokovic's matches. It might have been his semifinal. He mm-hmm. got quite frustrated. And he just, it was, I think he was winning. And he just went for it on his racket. And he just slammed it on the ground. And he just broke the crap out of it. And then after that, it's like he lets it out and he just goes and picks up a new racket and it's just like it's nothing. Yeah, it's a bit and weird, isn't it? It's Well, I just think for kids watching, they're not getting an idea of how valuable those rackets are. No, you can't do that if you're an amateur, if you're a kid learning to play. They're worth thousands of dollars. And I think that kids watching that, they're going to, you know, they're, they're just going to ask their parents for a new racket willy-nilly because, oh, oh, it can't be worth that much. Djokovic literally destroyed it on TV. Yeah, it's a bad so example. I want to see that stamped out of the game. How would you do that? I think I have a way. So, my idea is the moment that a player smashes their racket mm-hmm. or damages it by their own, you know, not during a point, yep. they got to play on with that racket. They've just got to keep it. They can't... They it doesn't can't, matter how smashed up it gets. they got to play on. Like... The strings will be broken. Like, basically, 
if Djokovic does that, just say he's up two sets, yeah. he only needs a couple of games more to win the whole match, and he and he has a little fit, he has a little fit of anger, and smashes his racket. <laughs> Then he's completely he's he is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. He is complete. Basically, he can't win a point from that point on. He might as well forfeit. The other guy I don't know how he sails through. I'd love to see it. I think also the hilarity of watching like these professional players try and play with, with like, broken racket, a trying broken, to serve, trying to serve that like you'd have to change up your game. You'd be trying to hit it with the frame, yeah, like, totally, instead of the strings. Well, I reckon they'll definitely get rid of the um, anger. Yeah, well, the anger would... they just find another way to let it out. I guess they'd find another way to let it out, which could be bad. They could take it out <laughs> on other people. But I just don't want to see... I just don't want to see that sort of thing. I like no. character. Don't get me wrong. I love emotion. I love it yep. when a player just screams and lets their anger out. You know? I think that's good. Yeah. It's just I don't want to see these rackets, these, you know, very expensive rackets getting damaged. It's just not a good look. Are there any rule changes that come to mind for you and other sports that you're thinking of? That I, don't know, I think... I think... Something that could change the game of cricket. Okay. Mix it up. Yeah. Might just add a bit more um, variety to the game. But get rid of the traditional wooden bat with all its dimensions and stuff. You just get to pick whatever racket tool you want to use yeah. to hit the ball. So if you want to get a, like a hyped up tennis racket <laughs> or a baseball bat or you want to custom build a, like a massive paddle... It doesn't matter. You that just was... get to custom make your own racket. You could get like a really long yes. stick that you just means you can run to the other end by just sort of placing it if it's like 20 yards long. You don't have to run. You just have to <laughs> put your stick down. But it would be tricky to hit the, to control and hit the ball. Yeah, well, so everything, mm. everything that's different has its own advantages and disadvantages. It balances out. And there's a reason for and against everything. I'd love to see. You could even change it up the ball as well. Oh, so you have you have the traditional cricket ball. You could have yeah. one of those bouncy balls. You could have uh, <laughs> like this handball. Yeah, like yeah, one of the handball ones. Pipe. Yeah, or uh, a tennis ball with tape on it to get some maximum swing. If a bowler wants to, yeah, why not? But what about a shot put? Yeah, they wouldn't be able to hit it for six. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be bowling no balls because the ball wouldn't bounce. I, th- I think you might have to change that rule as well. I don't think we should be letting bowlers bowl shot puts. <laughs> Although they. It'd be heavy. It'd be pretty silly. It would be silly. I love silliness. It would change the game of cricket as we as know. As long it. as it's hilarious, I'm all for it. Um, I'd love to see a player just come come out with like a shovel, and it's like, oh, yeah, he, he's a shovel player. He, yeah, he grew for sure. Up, grew up, you know, in the backyard with a shovel. Holes. He, he, he's <laughs> he's been around shovels his whole life. This kid. Um, <laughs> um, another one that I think this one isn't as out there. I think as as your um as your cricket one, which I love, by the way. Thank I freaking you. love that cricket one. Um, I just think in netball, netball, I think has the potential to be such a great sport, but mm. I think it's holding itself back. And I preface this, I haven't played a lot of netball in my time, so I might not be the person to talk about, I'm not a netball expert, but heck, this is my podcast. We're, we're not really experts on anything. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, anything we're talking about, don't give us any credibility, but here's my two cents on netball. Go on. The whole thing where players have to stay in their little zones. Mm. Scrap that. Yeah. The whole thing where you have to shoot within the little dome outside the... Scrap that too. Scrap that. I want to see half-court shots. I want to see... I want to see... Like, I think they're holding themselves back. Like, you could get all seven players down the end if you need to go all-out attack. Or you could get them all back if you need to park the bus. But that's all strategy. Like, I feel like every team... From the netball that I've watched, which actually last year I did watch a bit of Suncorp Super Netball. Good. So, yeah. 
Um, so, I, you know, I, I took, took in a bit of it. I just think every team's playing with the same strategy because you have to because there's it's so spread out and all the players are in the same spots and they just mark their opposite Yeah, it'd be play. much more free-flowing. Yeah, and teams could do such cool trick plays if they had more mm. different levels of players to work with around. Yeah, them. totally, totally. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's my one. I've got another. Go. Again, it's a bit more Go. crazy and out there. We love that. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, and again, I'm going to preface this, I'm no expert. <laughs> on fencing. we got to stop saying I'm no expert because otherwise we'll have to say it every five seconds. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fencing. True. Fencing, yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I've never fenced before, but every time I have seen fences joust and duel. Joust um, and duel. They're always, they're always just two of them and they're just facing opposite each other and sort of dancing back and forth, fighting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Trying sure. to smack each other with their sword. I think fencing is the term. Fencing, they are fencing. <laughs> yeah, not dancing or fighting. Yeah. They're fencing. Yeah. Um, I just want to see a bit more free for all. I want to see them like in an open area, but like 10 of them. So they have to watch their back, <laughs> you know? And if they get hit, they're like out, and it just, the numbers last, get last like. Person yeah, last person standing. So you end up with a duel between the best two. That is good. And they just keep going like that. That is so good. Yeah. I love it. Why not? <laughs> I can't. They're top all wearing that. the protective gear. I can't and stuff. stop that. I think you win, you win this segment. Cricket, <laughs> cricket with any with anything you want, and fencing as a ten ten Just person ten free person free for all. That's phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> that is phenomenal. I'm, well, I'm going to so try. Who, I'm the try Australian up. Fencing Association, whoever you yeah. are, if you want to, if you know, that if you idea. happen to be the brother's cousin's uh, wife's husband of <laughs> wife's <Yep>. husband, <laughs> if you, <laughs> the brother's cousin's <laughs> wife's husband. <laughs> So, I think that just means if you're the brother's cousin of the CEO of Fencing Australia, yep. just next time you're at the family barbecue, give him a little word. Lockie. Harvey. By now, I'm, I'm sure you saw the infamous sprint down the Corso by Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo. I think he was running against a Tigers fan. I think so. And I think the Tigers fan just pipped him. So. Yeah, well, obviously, he wasn't going 100%. I think he probably Pro- let probably, the Tigers fan win. That hammy that he pulled—that's probably why it wasn't going. <laughs> Which he, he definitely didn't pull his hammy then. I'm, I can confirm oh, you that. You can confirm. I that. can confirm. We've asked him and he said no. He said uh, yeah, no. I, I've got an inkling. I don't want to believe it if it's true anyway. <laughs> I yeah, it'd be um, a shame. But, but supposedly he fell over in in the bathroom or sounds like a shower. It does sound like it sounds like a flustered fullback trying to explain to his coach that he didn't actually drunkenly race a, a fan at, at the Corso. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not calling Tommy a liar. No, but I would never. Do but that. I am. <laughs> but, yeah. okay. but it got it got us thinking, didn't it? About the quickest quickest players in the game. Tommy's one of them. So absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, and I thought it'd be a good idea to pit against each other in another draft type situation. We love a draft on this podcast, and this one's going to be athletics themed, four by one hundred meter relay. Yeah. So. Last time, if you haven't listened, we did our nines draft in episode one, um, and this is the second draft we're doing, and the sports, yeah, athletics, four by 100 meter relay. So a lot less to pick from, you know? Last mm. time we had nine players each and a coach. Should we still have a, should we have a coach still? Yeah, you've got to have a coach. Okay, so four players and a coach, and yeah. the coach can be anyone. 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 Um, I think I'm going to go for Barack Obama again. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's your choice. Um, cool. So, yeah, so there'll only be eight players in total that we choose and then now two coaches. So, yeah, very exciting. I think... We're just going for the elite speedsters. This is going to be the top tier. Once yeah. again, once we pick these teams, we'll chuck it on our Instagram and you guys will be able to go on there and vote during the week. So, 
Who's going to go first? Got a coin? <laughs> I don't have a coin. I'll, okay. I'll give you first pick since the Tigers won over the weekend. Oh. Are you sure? I, I kind of want to do scissor, paper, rock. Okay. I don't want I was giving it to you, but if you want a scissor, paper, rock, I'm happy for that. Mm. Let's do scissor, paper, rock. I feel like it's the only way to decide. All right. Scissor, paper, rock. Oh, it's a tie. Scissor, paper, rock. Yes, got him. Okay, he's yes. got it anyway. Well, the same thing happened anyway. Um, okay, good. Oh, I'm excited about this. Well, for me... It's a clear, it's a clear pick for me. For first pick, it's the fastest man in the game. It's the fastest man in the world. It's the fastest guy we've ever seen. Josh Adokar. He's my first pick. Yeah, fair enough. Got him. Got him. Stoked about that. I think that was an obvious first choice. Yep. Um, I think it, it's not. Uh, there are lots of quick players in the game, obviously, but it's. I don't know how clear cut it is. I think it's going to be much more of a team top four. Who can you get? Yeah. So I'm going to start strong. Someone I definitely know is quick. One of your favourites, oh. Pappenhausen. Oh, I did not think you would take Pappenhausen. I thought I was the only one who loved Pappenhausen. No, I love him in the four by one hundred meters. Oh, Pappenhausen, he was my next pick for sure. Yeah, well, oh, I did not. It's a shame. Happen. I thought you would have taken your boy Tommy Turbo, but I don't know. I guess after that Corso loss, he's not looking so pretty. No, exactly. Right. All right, well, no, 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 no need to bother. I know who I'm. I know who I'm getting, and. Um, you laughed at me last time I picked a Tigers player in my draft. I don't think you'll be laughing this time because his name is Jimmy the Jet, James Roberts, uh, at full fitness. Remember, so this this is a draft pick of everyone is at full fitness. Yeah, yeah. they've been training for this all year. They've been training for this all year. Yeah. It's a one-off event. Full fitness. James Roberts is in my relay team. Stoked with that one, actually. Yeah, it's a good pickup. Happy. I think there are lots of quick centers and someone in a similar mold that I'm going to pick up now. Tony Staggs. Oh, this is very interesting because it feels like you're taking all the players that I always talk up. Yeah, well, I'm always talking about maybe we're more similar than you think. It feels okay. All right, okay. I love it. I think it's a great pick for you. Thank you. Um, not as good as my team so far, (laughs) but uh, but still good. Oh, I know who number three is. Yeah, I'm liking the makeup of my team. I'm liking the makeup of my team. Underrated player. In my opinion, um, he's been playing with the St. George Illawarra Dragons for many years. He's a tiny little fullback. I think he's very underrated. I think he should, I actually think he's a halfback personally. He's got, he's, he's, I think he should be Dragons number one playmaker, but there's no denying his speed. It's Matt Dufty. Matt, yeah, Dufty. Matt Dufty. He's the man for me. He's throwing shade over Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, Jack not, Bird. It's not that I'm trying to throw shade. It's that I think Dufty is... He's just so good. I love him. Yep, half fair back, enough. Ha- I mean, he's a great fullback, but I'd play him halfback, 5'8", fullback, put him anywhere. Yeah, yeah. On the wing. All right, well, I can't ignore this man anymore. We introduced him at the start of the segment. I've got to have Tommy Turbo in there. Oh, there you go. I has got to be there. Well, I knew he was going to be in your team eventually. I've purposely not picked him because uh, after that Corso race, I just can't pick him. Um, you know, if he's losing to... Yeah, but you're thinking peak fitness, mate. Drunk, peak fitness. Drunk Tigers fans. <laughs> He was drunk as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this isn't a drunk race. They're not. We're not giving Pappenhausen a maybe next week. Bunch of beers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next week. We're just doing the beer Olympics next yeah. week. Who would win? Okay, I have one pick left. So now the pressure's kind of on. There's a few shouts. Um, I could go for a James Tedesco type, but I think James Tedesco is better at getting around defenders than just a straight line run. I could go for Steve Crichton. I'd love Crichton. He's probably, oh, 
I could go Kalen Ponga, but once again, he's more about the footwork and the sidesteps, in my opinion. Uh, I could go for Damian Cook, but once again, you know what? I'm going to go for Stephen Crichton. You're going to take him? I'm taking Stephen Crichton. Nice. I think Stephen Crichton... I only say nice because I think now I've got the edge. (laughs) I think Steve Crichton is... He had such a breakout year last year. I think he's Panthers' future fullback. He probably got a few more centre years in him, but... yeah. Um, but he's still young. Eventually, you know, I don't know, you know, Dylan Edwards is actually, I rate Dylan Edwards a lot as well. I think he just gets his job done. But Crichton has such an X factor. Um, very happy he's in my relay team. Yeah, nice, Your nice. final pick? Final pick. Someone that you just mentioned in your list of rejects. We know he's quick over sand, which means uh, yeah. he's got to be quick over dry <laughs> dry land, normal normal ground track as yeah, well. Yeah. Damien Cook. Damien that's true, he's a beach sprinter. He's a beach sprinter. I forgot he was a beach sprinter. That's like the Ooh, only fact I know about him. Very interesting lineups. So, uh, coach time. Coach time. Coach time. I got to think about the players that I have and who's going to get the best out of them. That's what I'm thinking about. Addo Carr, James Roberts, Matt Dufty, and Steve Crichton. And you can pick anyone in the world <laughs> to coach these guys. <laughs> yeah, so try and narrow it down. Anyone in the world. I'm going to go for someone who's not a fictional character. Well, actually, no, sorry. Last time I picked Denzel Washington's character in the film, Remember the Titans, which is mm. based on a true story. So it wasn't even a fictional character that I picked. But this this time I'm going to try and go for something a bit more local, actually. I'm going to go for an Australian. And I'm actually going to go even more local than just Australian. I'm going to go for a rugby league figure. Oh, wow. Yep. Yes, anyone I'm, in the world, and you've gone for a rugby. I've league gone for figure. a rugby league figure. <laughs> so I'll stick with what you know. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, yeah, to coach your sprinting team. I don't think he's he's such a born leader. He wins more than anyone else. I need a win. I want to go with the, the greatest winner in the greatest winner, the greatest winner, Cameron Smith. Wow, you throwed a curveball. I'm I going, thought you, you thought I had anyone <laughs> in the world. Go anywhere. Go, well, you you still can. Cameron Smith. I know you like to go huge. Um, I'm going with Cameron Smith. I, I feel like last time I tried to match you. You know, you went for Barack Obama. I thought, oh, I've got to go overseas. I'm keeping it simple. I'm going for the man that I think should go into coaching. Um, a man who I think would be sees the game better than anyone else, wins more than anyone else. Coaching the sprinting team. All he's got. They know how to sprint. Cameron he Smith he doesn't have to teach him how to sprint. <laughs> yeah. He just has to be a leader for the team. Look up. To, he look look up to them. Oh, well, so who are you going to go for? I'm not sure. As your coach, there's a couple of people I've got in my head, but I, I think I'm going to go a bit more abstract. Okay, as per as per, and I'm I'm going to go for a, a quick thinker. Oh, yeah, somebody that's going to be able to get them mentally prepared, hyped up. He knows all the physics and stuff. All the, Michael Nolan. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> We're going with our, man, our Raiders man on the ground, Michael Nolan. Uh, no, I'm uh, going to go with uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> I just think... You it, were just to me like Cameron Smith as a sprinting coach? Yeah, well, that's why, that's why I said the mental side of things. Yeah, well, One of the sharpest brains we've ever known. <laughs> And I just think part of you know, if you think about it, sprinting is such a it's such a simple skill that it's all about the mental preparation, okay. visualizing, getting in the right headspace. And I don't know if anybody's done that better. He's purely worked in his head for such a long time. I think he's really going to give them an edge. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, I don't have anything to say to that. I don't have anything to say to that. Uh, good for you. We'll we'll sit, let the fans let decide. the fans decide. We'll let the fans I suppose. Decide. Um, so yeah, let's just go through these teams. So my team is Josh Adokar, James Roberts, Matt Dufty, and Stephen Crichton, coached by Cameron Smith. And I've got Pappenhausen, Katoni Staggs, Tommy Turbo, Damian Cook, coached by Stephen Hawking. It's going to be a good match. Absolutely. I think it'll be a close one on the Instagram poll. Yeah, closer than the nines, I reckon. <laughs> I couldn't get much close. The nines was about the closest I've ever seen. So, oh. um. <laughs> Yep. I can't wait to see what the fans have to say. And if you guys have anybody else that we've missed out in our top eight, I suppose, um, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Who would it be in your yeah, top might four? Be someone that we've completely missed out. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Get on the Insta, comment, let us know. So last week on the podcast, we created a uh, 17-man squad and a coach made up of the NRL coaches. It was a lot of fun. It gave us a lot of fun brainstorms and a few positional headaches. Absolutely. Um, but one of the things that came out of it while we were making the team was we said that we should make a team of future coaches um, we've since revisited that idea and thought maybe making a team isn't the best way to do it, but we've sort of got a few ideas each of current players, um, current confirmed 21, 20, 2021 players, uh, that we think have the potential to post career go that next level. So Cameron Smith's not included in this discussion because, uh, he's not confirmed to be playing this year. And personally, we don't think that he will. Um, so I'm gonna kick us off. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, a player that actually immediately comes to mind for me, I think he's he, he he already has the vibe of kind of a coach when speaking to media, and I think he sees the game really well. It's Daily Cherry Evans. Oh, really? Your man. Yeah. Your manly boy. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I see, I see, I can see him I going. I didn't think you were going to have him as your sort of yep. first pick. No, I, no, I, I, he's the first one that came to my head, to be honest. Yeah, there he's you first, go. Daily Cherry Evans. I think he's got a future for sure. I think he, he should become a halves coach with Manly, and then, and then you know, you never know. Don't know how long Des is going to be there, but down the line, he could be a future Manly, if not Queensland coach. Yeah, yeah. No, he certainly reads the game well, and he's mm. he's certainly grown up a lot in you know the last five or so years, taking on captaincy and stuff like that. Yeah. He's matured. He communicates well. He's a good leader. That's my first pick. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a bit taken aback by that. Who are your thoughts? Who you got? Well, I, I think somebody maybe he's a bit of an obvious pick. His dad's a coach, but mm. Nathan Cleary. Billy Walters. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean Nathan Cleary. Yes. Yeah, Nathan Cleary. <laughs> if he's you know he's clearly got a footballing brain on him. Yeah, he's going to be learning from his dad. He might decide to go into the family business one day. Absolutely, which is the Penrith Panthers Rugby League Football Club. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just see it happening. It'd be it'd be so it's almost written it'd in the be sky. So interesting if, like, just say Ivan just stays Penrith head coach for the next twenty years. Yeah, has a dynasty, and the next and the next Penrith coach is Nathan Cleary. Oh, can <laughs> like, you imagine that? That club would just owe that family so much. Yeah, it'd be huge. <laughs> And then Nathan will have a son, and then he'll be star halfback. Oh, it just goes on and on. Oh, wow. There's no stopping them. No. no stopping them. They're taking over. Oh, those bloody Clearies. Yeah, no. And Nathan, I reckon he's another one. You know, halfbacks often are the most likely candidates to become coaches, and Cleary, he's definitely, he's definitely got, he sees the game well enough yeah, to be a coach. Yeah, he's got the potential. And he's got the genetics to become a coach. Yeah, that's all um, important. This one that I'm about to pick right now is maybe a bit left field. Yep. Um, He's a guy who I think is very smart. He's a forward, so you don't often think of forwards when you think of future coaches. Mm. 
Um, but he's a player that I've just always liked, and he just always seems to... He's a bit of a ball-playing lock, but he's also a hard-running lock. But the Canberra Raiders, it's Joe Tarpany. Oh, really? Joe yeah. Tarpany. Yep. I there think, you, go. you know, I don't know, down the line, um, it's not... It, it might not be something he's thinking about right now. No? Uh, but... Focusing on playing? He might fall into it. I think he's got the got the brain for it. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. When you were giving that little intro, I really did think you were going to go for Jake Trebojevic. <laughs> you know, you described him... Is that who? <laughs> a very similar player. And he's someone that I reckon could genuinely coach in the future as well. Again, I don't think he's got yeah. his eyes on it at the moment. Yeah. But I think he's a real sort of leader by example. Mm. And I think he could sort of just find himself still involved in football down the line. He's certainly motivational. And, yeah, he's a diehard manly boy through and through. So if he was to stay with the club his whole career, fingers crossed, yeah. I think there's certainly a space for him in the coaching staff yeah, totally. when he retires. But um, Jakey boy. Yeah, another one that's a bit left field, perhaps. This guy, I just think he is one of the most instinctive players in the game. So it might not directly translate to coaching, but if he can just put a bit of that footballing sort of reactions and stuff into his playing group, I think they'd be so much better. Yeah. But Cody Walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Cody. just think he you know, he bleeds rugby league. Yeah. He absolutely loves the game. Yeah. And you just, I've never seen somebody sort of make those supporting runs and be the one on the end of a kick and just finish off so many set moves than him. He's just always there. And I don't know how he does it, but he's clearly thinking about something and he's doing it right. And if yeah. he can get his playing group to do that, then yeah, he'd be a great coach. That's a great call. Yeah, I agree with that, Cody Walker. Um, and this last guy that I'm thinking of, another forward actually. So I've actually out of my three, I've kind of gone for two forwards. Um, and this is a guy. Um, oh, actually, I was tossing up between two guys. They're both. They're give both, them both. They're both give them a shout row. out. I'm going to give them both a shout out. Both front rowers, and we both we talked about both these guys last week when we were talking about our best transfers, and we talked about the similar role they were playing coming to their new clubs. Yeah. Both front rowers, both captain have captained their clubs before. Um, I think they're both just natural leaders. Um, and, you know, in terms of game strategy or, or whatnot, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure that as assistants or whatever, they could, they could do the job. But at least as leaders and as motivators, I have no doubt these guys would make phenomenal coaches. Uh, the first one is the man that I'm so in love with now, James Tamo for the Tigers. Um, not that he would have to coach the Tigers. He'd coach whatever club he wants. Yeah, yeah. But um, James Tamo and Ryan James. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think they're both just natural leaders. Um, they've, you know, I guess gone under the radar, I guess, a bit in their careers. They've both played a little bit of rep footy. Actually, Ryan James, I don't think he's ever played for New South Wales. He's played country. Yeah, he's played country. <laughs> um, sorry, not to discredit. <laughs> but yeah, well, I will know. But actually, I, it, I mean that in a way that I think he deserves to, he just play deserves origin, to play Origin. Yeah, he should yeah. have played it. I don't know if he'll get his chance now, but he deserved to have. Yeah, so those two. Yeah. and James. Great. Great. I've got another one that's under the radar, yep. and I think this guy, he's played in a lot of systems, and so he's been a bit of a journeyman. He's a half. Blake Green. Oh! I just think he spent yes. a lot, long time at the Storm. Yes. He learned a lot there. I think when he came to Manly, he really improved us. He's just very consistent. Yeah. He sort of knows how to direct a team around the park. He played well at the Warriors. He's now at the Knights. Yeah, He's come off a few... Injuries and stuff. So he's played for about seven clubs. So he, yeah. he knows he knows how every club works. Exactly. He's, he's got, got connections at every yeah. club. So he's yeah well networked. But I just think he's one of those sort of players that 
makes the players around him better. Yeah. And if you could do that from the sidelines, even even better. I, so maybe he's got a chance. I 100% agree. I actually think he might be my top favourite as well. Like now, mm. now that you, I didn't even think of him. Now yeah. that you mentioned him, Blake Green is made for coaching. He's he's one of those players that's been to so many different clubs, but he's always been super underrated in my opinion. Yeah. He's super smart. He's yeah. never been that, that star half. He improves every club he goes yeah, to. Yeah, he, he just... Makes he makes the half next to him better. He makes their job right. so easy. That's right. Like even Cooper Cronk. I mean, Cooper Cronk was already at the top of his game, but I feel like Cooper Cronk played his best footy with Blake Green at Storm. At least, yeah. he played great at Roosters with Luke Keary, but um, at Storm, I think Blake Green was his best halves partner. Yeah. So yeah. giving him a shout out and yeah, see if he goes into the coaching route. And that's the podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As ever, uh, get in contact at our Instagram, which is at They Talk A Good Game. Yep, and join our fantasy and draft, uh, not draft, tipping. our fantasy and tipping comps. Uh, there's only, not long before the season starts now, two weeks. Yep. Two weeks before the season starts. They're filling up. Get in. You want to be in there from, from the start. Otherwise, you're playing from behind all year, especially with tipping. You might have a fantasy team already, but you want to be in there. Join the league. Get in there. We've got, we got numbers building. It's very exciting. And, you know, each week we might be giving shout-outs to the, the ladder leaders at the end of each round. So yeah, for sure. If you want to get some shout-outs on the podcast, you want to be in the They Talk A Good Game League, check our Instagram for details. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 